Dot Bishop and Minister T Pain will not be in the studio today. However, we do have a message delivered by none other than our host, Minister T Pain of the Zone Radio Ministries. We do hope that it blesses you and we hope that you enjoy it. So listen in to Minister T Pain, the host of Straight Talk for Christians. Wow, what an introduction! Thank God, thank God. You all may be seated. I'm giving unto God who is ahead of my life. I uh, do honor the pastor, Bishop Henry Chandler, and his beautiful wife, Lady Chandler, for allowing me to come to the forefront. They have been so just generous and friendly to me. We are family. We share the same spiritual DNA. Amen. And to my husband, I call him my chocolate job, (coughs) who is so supportive in my family, my mother-in-law, my sister-in-law. Thank you all for coming. And on today, I was listening to the choir sing this, this last song, and believe it or not, the song that we, we are more than conquerors, and we fall, and sometimes we make mistakes, and I said, well, God, that's just on time, because I'm going to be coming from the book of Judges, the sixth chapter. So if you have your Bibles, please stand for the reading of the word. Judges the sixth chapter, the eleventh verse. When you get it, say amen. amen. All right. And there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak, which was an Ophrah, that pertaineth unto Joash and Azberite and his son Gideon, the thresh wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The law is with thee, thy mighty man of valor. And Gideon said unto him, O oh my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all of this befallen us? And what be all his miracles which our fathers told us of? Saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Mennonites. And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Mennonites. Have not I sent thee? And he said unto him, O my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Mesa. And I am the least in my father's house. All right, that be it. May the Lord add blessings to the reading of the word. You may be seated. Now here Gideon, a mighty man of valor. Gideon had all these complaints, but Israel had been disobedient. They had made some mistakes. It was their fault that they had fallen into the hands of the Mennonites to begin with. Okay? But here Gideon is asking these questions. If God is really for me, then why have he allowed all of these things to happen? But now God had a conversation after the angel had a conversation with him and said, go in thy might, meaning go in your own strength. Now this is where we're going to pause for reflection. A lot of us are trying to do what mama and them did. But see, that's not going to work for you. The Bible says that he has given us all the measure of faith. 
He has given us all the measure of grace according to the gifts that's without inside of you. Meaning you need to ride in your own lane. You got to know that what God has conditioned you for, he might not condition the next man for it. So it has to be personal to you. You have to have a personal relationship with the man for yourself. There are going to be some obstacles and some adversities that's going to come your way that might not come to your pain's way. Because God is making a condition in your mind, like they said in Sunday school this morning, where you can have a renewed mindset to understand what you must accomplish for your own destiny. That, that makes sense for some folks? Well, now, here's another problem I have with, with Gideon. Gideon was having a whole lot of complaints. Why? You guys know what I'm talking about. Because we do it all the time. God, why, Lord, I, I don't hardly have no money. Why, Sister Jane, look like she doing better than me. Why, Lord, seem like these people getting promoting on my job. Why, Lord, you got me gone in here and this man talking to me like I'm a dirty dog. Why, God, does my son seem like he just can't get right. You guys know what I'm talking about. Because you have not relinquished your problems to him. Once you start trying to carry it in your own strength, and let him give you what you need to go the distance then you won't have a whole lot of wise you will have a whole lot of where should I be Lord where do you want me to go next Lord what time should I arrive Lord that's what you will have in your belly see the God that I serve have already told me that his grace was sufficient for me and the God the God that I serve I don't know about, about you all but, but keep on sitting down because I'm going to tell you about the God I serve the God I serve says that when I am weak he is strong in my weakness that that's the that's the God I serve because see we have to understand how to turn some things over to God we don't relinquish things to God because I'm gonna tell you why we have stopped praying the Bible says that the prayers the preferent prayers mean often prayers of the righteous availeth much. You're not even praying your way through some situations. You want to go ahead and tell Sister Jane and Brother Tom who are out there crucifying you because they might not be having the right relationship with God themselves. You're telling everybody but God your problems. I, I'm just saying, let me let me get back. We y'all sit down now. We we got we got a ways. We we got a ways. That was one thing that. I saw here that was fascinating to me. And so I said, I'm going to look it up because, you know, my anointing is that of a teacher. When he, the angel came and sat under the oak tree. In Hebrew, oak means guidance because it's been there for so many years. Oak tree can actually survive thousands of years. All right. And so the, the angel sat under the oak tree, which it provided shade. See, sometimes we don't look for wisdom before we start making our decisions. We don't, we don't go to the pastor so that he can be that oak tree for us. We don't look for the old mothers in the church so they could be that oak tree for us. We make decisions that lack wisdom. When the Bible teaches, uh, in all that getting, get an understanding, but you have knowledge and wisdom and it's anchored by understanding. The understanding comes from God. But we need to look to those who are those oak trees. Because he called the old because they know the way. He called the young because they're strong. 
So when the Lord looked unto him, and he was telling him to go in his own strength, Gideon didn't even realize what kind of strength he had. He second-guessed himself. And we do it all the time. I'm not educated enough. I don't make enough money. I don't have enough experience. I'm not certified. When we look at faith, faith does not equate with logic. Faith defies the average man's logic. I'm a witness to it. I can testify to it. Faith has always defied what my credit report said. It has always defied what my bank account said. It has always defied what levels of education that man thought I should have. So God's logic is not man's logic. And in other words, it's almost like, Moses, what do you have in your hand? God has already equipped you with everything that you need to just go. But the sad thing about it is that we will give God excuses as to why we should not take the first step. What is holding you back that you would not take the first step today to be all that God has told you you could be? I mean, we are more than conquerors, right? We quote this, but we don't actually practice this. We are more than conquerors. We are more than able to do what God has called us to do. We are the head and not the tail. We are above and not beneath. God has not called us to be up under the enemy's foot, but he has called the enemy to be up under our foot. But we are not getting it. We make excuses after excuses not to be. If God has told you that you can go out and start a business, what's stopping you from starting that business? If God has told you that you can go out and, hey, you are a minister, what's stopping you from not being a minister? The only thing that's standing in your way is you. I'm reminded of myself because I often have to get up in the mornings and encourage myself in the Lord. Every day I get up, I get up and I say, Lord, we're going to do it today. Because, see, believe it or not, there are times when I, too, say, I don't want to do this. But I get up because I know that God has given me a tenacity that I am still delivering on, that I am still giving a return on. Because, see, he has given the ultimate sacrifice in the first investment when he sent his son. Whether you believe it or not, he's still waiting on some of you to give a return on his investment. Whether you believe that or not. Because see, every day, even when I want to fall short, I'm thinking about the return I'm giving to God on the investment that he made before I was even born. Before I was even thought of in my mother's womb. Before my mom thought she had a plan to have me. God already knew who he was going to assign me to. But even before then, I'm reminded of him being up on a place called Calvary, hanging on the cross. I'm reminded of him being up there and God sitting up saying, I'm going to send my only begotten son. I'm going to send him so his blood would be one that would transcend across time, across generations. I'm going to send him before the seed that has not even been thought of yet so you could be covered, so you would have an opportunity. See, you guys don't know. You didn't know that, did you? Huh? Because we're not thinking about giving the return to him. We're consistently thinking about what he needs to give to us. Like, 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 you know, I thank God sitting up there like Janet Jackson saying, what have you done for me lately? I'm just saying, 
Because we're sitting back with our to-do list, but we haven't thought about the sacrifices that we are going to make. See, when, when Gideon was sitting there with his to-do list of what happened with the ancestors, why you did this for them and you ain't doing this for me. Now, one time that he come up with a plan on what he was going to do for God. He was still trying to test God, but God sent him through some tests. Even at the very end when God said, well, who's sending you? I mean, you know, that should be enough. I'm sending you, but we're doing it today. We're doing the same thing again you did. God is sending you to doing something, and you're still saying, well, I, I need a sign. <laughs> I need a sign. Let, 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 you know, I need somebody to prophesize to me. I, I need, just have somebody come up, Lord. If you just have somebody come by my job and tell me, then I'll probably quit this job today. I just send me a sign. You know, a lot of y'all going to miss your promise looking for a sign. You're going to miss your promise and your destiny looking for a sign. You're going to always be looking out the window, looking at some new saint who on fire for God, pass you by, and wondering how they living like that, how they're being blessed like that. And they are living in the abundance of the overflow, but you are still waiting on, keep sitting there waiting on that sign. You're going to be dead and gone on your way to heaven looking for a sign. <laughs> I'm just being for real. you got to illustrate your faith. You have to believe what you're coming into the building and what these songs are all about, that you are more than conquerors. I'm reminded of my boy Paul, who said that we are troubled on every side. Did he not say it? But not distressed. But even though he said these things, there was a lot of buts. And I would like to think that those buts stands for but God. We, we are trouble on every side, but. I mean, I would like to think that. Wouldn't you like to think that too? Let me read this song. We are trouble on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken cast down but not destroyed because there was a conjunction in every day even though you might feel like there is some some trouble everywhere you turn and i'm one who has experienced that i don't know about some of you i don't know if you've ever been troubled on every side somebody over here in my family is dying somebody over here in my family is sick over here i'm catching hell on my job back here my car just broke down i don't know how i'm gonna pay my bills child support check didn't come in this week i don't know what i'm gonna do my phone ain't working nobody picking up don't nobody want to help a sister out i don't know if you know what it feels like to be troubled on every side but can i testify can, can, I, can I testify? Because, see, I've been one of them people who was troubled on every side with a boy who they said had autism. I was one of those people who was troubled on every side who they said he will always have a speech disability. I was one of those people who was troubled on every side who mother was in the hospital dying at the time. I was one of those people who was troubled on the other side who did not get paid for two whole months. Didn't know how she was going to get to the hospital. Didn't know what was going to happen with the son of hers who they said will always be significantly delayed for two years. I was one of those people who was troubling every side, but here I am today. My son is getting ready to go off into the military. My mom has recovered. She is now Dr. Evangelist Betty Owens. I'm just here to tell you right now that God will make a way out of no way. I'm here to tell you right now 
that you are more than conquerors. I'm, I'm here. I'm just here to testify that if he can do it for me, he will do it for you. All you got to do is believe. I'm here to tell you right now that he has no respect to person. I'm here to tell you right now that we're all one in the body of Christ. I'm just in here. I just came by to encourage somebody to let you know that whatever your mind can conceive and you believe it, it will happen. The devil is a lie. You better go ahead and tell the devil to take his hands off of what he thought he was going to do to you. You better go ahead and tell the devil to take his hands off what he thought he was going to do to your children. You better go ahead and tell the devil to take his hands off of your finances. I'm just here. Am I preaching to myself? I'm just saying. You tell the devil to take your hands off my stuff. God said this was mine. Go ahead on and release your own prosperity angel. You ain't got to wait to come before the man of God. You better learn how to speak for yourself. Listen, this has to be real for us. This, is, this has to be a personal experience. Because, see, what God was teaching Gideon was how to trust him. See, you know, Gideon thought he was testing God, but it came down later in the story when you have time to read the whole chapter that he was teaching Gideon how to commit to him. Later on in that same chapter, he had Gideon go and destroy an altar of Baal. He was scared and everything, but he went out and he did it. Even his father stood up for him and said, y'all ain't going to come up in here and kill my, my son. If, you, if your God is better than his God, then we'll, we'll see. You, but he tested him to see, are you going to commit to me? See, a lot of these things that we experience that we call obstacles and adversities are actually a conditioning of your faith. God is conditioning you to go to the next level, but you got to pass the test. You have to pass the test. And I'm going to tell you, it is not as simple as some people will make it. But you would probably be doing it through tears, saying, Lord, I trust you. Even if your eyes are selling you lies through what your eyes are telling you, I know what it looks like, but I trust you, God, because you're going to fix this. I know what it seems like, but, but I trust you, God, because you're going to make this happen. You know, I, I'm just telling you because I've done it. I looked at my boy and the doctors was telling me, oh, this will not happen. I kept getting on on the floor with the boy anyway. We're going to learn these ABCs. They were trying to put me in special education. We're going to learn this. I was teaching them a new word every day. And before long, they, the school decided they were going to give him a surprise test without me there. And he passed it. Okay? I'm just telling you. But you got to believe and go beyond and not only believe it, but put into action what you believe in. Okay? Because it wasn't just enough for me to believe that God was going to do something for my baby. It was enough for me to say, okay, I believe it. I'm going to act on what I believe. How are you going to say, okay, God, I want a new house and you never start looking for one? I, God, I want a better job, but you never put in a resume. If you believe in God to do something for you, you got to put yourself in position for that to happen. Put yourself in position so when the door opens, you're already in the doorway. I was just waiting for you to open the door. I've been standing out here for a while now. I'm glad you finally opened the door. But we don't put ourselves in position to be blessed. You know, Gideon had all these things to say, 
But he was still trying to hide. He was up there in the wine press making sure all the wheat didn't go down the hill so that the Mennonites wouldn't see it. So we're going to put that little extra shaft off into the wine press. But he wasn't putting into action what he believed his forefathers believed. He wanted to be instantaneous as some of us. Want to be the queen and king without the duties and the responsibilities, without the disappointments, without the heartaches. You know, I tell people all the time, how can you expect God to give you a blessing if you don't want to learn how to maintain it? You want the blessing, but you don't want to learn how to maintain the blessing. So when the blessing comes, it will immediately diminish from you because you didn't go through the process. You have no wisdom. You have no understanding of it. You have no knowledge of it. You just want it. When we're going through this war zone, because this is what it was. He was at war. And we are experiencing spiritual wars every single day. And it has intensified. It has intensified. And it is very imperative that we allow the process to happen in our lives so that we can condition our faith for the next dimension. You cannot get to the next dimension without conditioning. I'm sorry, it's just not going to happen for you. You know, the next mission requires sacrifice. And yes, it does. It requires sacrifice. It requires you to be able to walk away when somebody is talking about you. I know it don't feel good to your flesh, but that's what a war is. It requires for you to be able to say, you know what, God? I am going to decrease so that you can increase in my life. It requires us to be able to say, I might, I might not know everything, God, but I'm going to ask you for those things I need. Because the Bible says, if you have not, all you got to do is ask him. If you want to be wiser, ask God for wisdom. Now, I'm not going to say <laughs> that he's not going to send some things along to teach you, but this is how we learn. You know, I, I uh, had the pleasure to interview a young man who had been in captivity. And he converted from Islam to Christianity. Now, he's from a third world country. And he goes around the world talking. He's been on Fox News, CBN, TBN. He goes everywhere. And when I did the interview with him, one of the questions I asked him, because he had been, because he became a Christian, they threw him in prison and he was sentenced to die. And so he had been tortured. And I said, well, what was the thing that you thought about when you were in prison, did you think that you were going to survive? He said, I never had a thought whether I was going to survive or not, but I considered it an honor to die for Christ. He said, I considered it an honor to die for Christ. See, there's some of us here, and I asked him, I said, well, you know, here we are in the United States. What do you think the conflict is? The problem that we have with the church world today, because in the church today, it seems like it's more conflict amongst the brothers and sisters in the church than anything. He said, because they have become too comfortable. They have become too comfortable. He said, where I was at, the Christians that I was in prison with, we bear witness with each other on what we believe that God could do for us. We need to bring that back. I'm just saying. I thought it was one of the most prolific interviews I had ever had the privilege of sitting down with someone talking about. Because when I think about us in the church today, have we become too comfortable? 
Have we become too comfortable that coming to church on Sunday has become a tradition for us? That we are not spiritual minded anymore? That we have used this as a form of religion, as a right thing to do? You know, we got to become a church with our walls, baby. What you learn in here on Sunday need to be with you Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. It ain't just something you do on Sunday and come to Bible study and learn a little bit about. It has to be who you are. The word of God has to be made flesh in your life. This has to be something that when you get up in the morning, you give God thanks before your feet even hit the floor good. That when you get up in the morning, you walk around your house and say, God, I command everything in the atmosphere to take hearing to what I'm saying today. I command everything in the atmosphere, God, to subject itself to me because favor is on my life. You better speak and prophesize over yourself. You better learn how to speak and prophesize over yourself because I'm telling you right now, as a man thinketh, so is he. If you don't believe you can have the houses and the cars, you will not have it. If you are sizing what you got in your bank account by what God said you can have, you will not have it because you can't pull it to yourself if you don't believe. My, my son, he said, Mom, you know, uh, there are some people who said that they believe that you are baller. I said, well, why did they say that? Because they're looking at what you drive. I said, well, she must be a baller. And I looked at my son. I said, well, you go back and you tell them she is. Yeah, she is. Because the Bible tells them. This is what I told my son. I said, the Bible says, so as a man thinks, so is he. I told my son, I said, you know, a baller in my book is someone who believes that they can do all things through Christ Jesus and nothing is impossible for him. That's, that's a baller. If that's you want to be a baller, I'm a baller. Yeah, go ahead and call me a baller, baby. I'm going to go ahead and claim that. Go ahead and call me money. I'm going to claim that too. I'm not going to denounce the favor of God on my life to please anyone. And you should do the same. Stop denouncing who God is in your life. You get some brand new shoes and someone says, oh, you must have a whole lot of money. I do. I take that. Thank you, Lord. I'll go ahead and take that right now. Thank you, Lord. Oh, y'all really must think y'all doing something. Y'all don't got a new car. We do. Thank you, Lord. I'll go ahead and take that right now. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Because there's more where that came from. I'm telling you, haters are like baby kids. They multiply. They're not going to decrease. Every level and dimension you go to, there's going to be a new group of haters. Go ahead on and get comfortable with that because it's not going to change. You have to make up in your mind that who you are in Christ and who he is in you is bigger and greater than any hater, any liar, any thief that think they can steal from you. You got to go ahead and prepare your mind from that. Because if you don't, you can't win the battle, baby. And you definitely would not participate in the war. I'm telling you from some experiences, and I'm still learning. There's a lot of things that I'm learning that when I decided to become certified as a coach practitioner, and I was getting my license for that, the young lady said, well... Miss Payne, since you, now that you are certified, do you want to be like a life coach? I said, negative. I'll go ahead and take a leadership coach. She's like, why not? I said, because I'm still a student. I'm still learning to be what God would have me to be. 
I'm still learning how to be better than I was yesterday. I mean, truth be told, I'm learning how to be better than I was an hour ago. I am still learning. If you condition yourself to say, God, I want to learn what you have for me. God, I want you to reveal your mysteries to me, God. God, introduce me to myself. Because some of the circumstances in hell that you go through is going to introduce you to you. It's going to let you know your weaknesses and where you need to come up at. Don't be pride. Don't walk around with pride and think that you are too good to have a problem that needs to be fixed. Because if you do, you won't get nowhere, baby. You will stay at ground zero. We have to condition ourselves to a point to say, I'm going to self-evaluate. I'm going to do a checklist. I'm going to look at me and I'm going to be honest with me. Because if you can't be honest with you, you can't be helpful to anybody else. You, you, can't, you can't make impact. I'm going to be honest with me and I'm going to look at me and I'm going to determine God what needs to be fixed. I'm going to pray about that thing. You know, I keep people and a lot of my friends are pastors like, like Bishop Chandler. I got a lot of pastor friends. I'm going to tell you why. Because I need people who are going to speak the truth to me. I don't want no one telling me what they think I want to hear. I need someone who's going to check me, baby, because I got a God in a heaven I'm trying to get to. I don't care about all this stuff down here. Everything else that God gives me is in addition to but the Holy Spirit is priceless keep people around you that's going to feed you don't just have yaysayers and naysayers around you people who are going to pat you on your back and tell you what you want to hear because we are getting ourselves conditioned this is a real war I don't know if you all are paying attention to the news I mean, I don't know if you all are, are looking at what's happening. We got same-sex, is that okay? We got same-sex relationships going on. We got all these things that's happening on TV like it's never happened before. We got planes and stuff going down, people dying by the hundreds. We got all these things that are happening. And if we don't condition ourselves to be faith walkers for real, I'm not talking about for play-play. I'm talking about for real, we're going to have some serious problems. Because I'm going to tell you something that you don't know. You have all been given authority. Yeah. Yeah. When, when God got up, he sent his son, his son got up there on that cross. He went down to hell and took the keys back from the enemy. That's what the Bible said. Didn't it say that? He took the keys back. And the reason why, so that we would be able to unlock some things. Whatever we bound here. It's bound up in heaven. Whatever we loose here is it, it, loose up in heaven. We have authority to be able to call those things that be not as though they were already. We, we have the authority to speak into the atmosphere over our lives, over our children's lives. We have authority, but are we using it? Because we, we are looking, we've become a, a people of, of itching ears, hey? We, we, we become very, is that not right? We become a people of, of itching ears. We, we, we want a word. I don't know where that came from. What's all that's up? We want a word. I just want a word. If you can just, just give me a word, I, I could probably make it through the day. No, 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 no. In your Sunday school lesson, that you read this. And as you read this, but a couple of things have to be in play with that, though. You got to be praying. You got to be in relationship with God. And the word will come alive to you. 
You just don't read it and don't do anything else. It's, it's a lot of application. You, you got to be in relationship with him. You got to be praying to him. And the word will come alive to you. And you will, it will literally speak to your situation. It will speak to your situation. And I'm going to tell you how I know. Because when I came across that particular passage in the book of Judges, I was saying, God, I'm a media for those of you who do not know. I said, God, I'm going to walk away from this. I'm tired. I have been investing all my money into this. I don't care anything about people knowing my name. I could care less. I'm done. And I was sitting there reading my Bible and opening it up. And when I got to the part, have I not sent thee? I'm like, well, that's all I need to hear. Maybe I just need to stand still. Now, you know, I was interviewing someone else, another pastor at my studio, and she gave me confirmation. She said, God says, stay put. I'm like, well, that's confirmation. Because, see, that's how God does. He, when we're in relationship with him, when we're reading his word, we're going to see what he is saying to us through his word. And then he might send somebody else to confirm. Because it shouldn't be something new when someone comes and prophesies to you. It should be something that already agrees with you and your spirit, man. But, see, we got people coming up prophesying to you with things you don't even know anything about. Like, you're going to open up a wig shop. Now, I don't know nothing about opening up no wig shop. I might wear a good wig every once in a while. But I know that ain't right. (laughs) I'm just saying. He's going to get something that's going to line up with what he has already revealed to you. And someone else is going to come to confirm it. We have to be careful. Very careful. Who we allow to come to those words. Let me tell you something. That's where you come back to your oak tree. Come back to your pastor. Hey, pastor, I just want to tell you. Now, um, I don't know. I don't know. They told me about I'm supposed to be up in a wig shop. I don't, I don't know. You come back, your pastor, pastor like, no, no, what did God drop down your spirit? No. Well, then that might not be true. You have everything in line like a military structure for a reason in the body of Christ so that we can go to our leadership in the body to help keep us balanced. He has a responsibility. He has responsibility. Everybody on this pulpit got a responsibility. So you go to those leaders to help keep you balanced. Just don't listen to every wind and doctrine that come your way. Because this is war. We're in a war zone. When you look around and you see that we are actually troubled on every side, not just individually, but as a church body, when you see our leaders being attacked, when you see our, our leaders being attacked and you see all these different things happening, then you know that you are at war. So we want to win the war, but what are you going to do to prepare yourself for this? And that's the question. The ca- challenge I'll leave you with is this. Evaluate yourself daily. I challenge you to do that. And not only evaluate yourself, but like the song said, Open up yourself and say, God, I yield my members to you. Everything that is about me, God, I want it to be for you. Lord, who you are in my life, God, I want it to be for you. It ain't about fame, God. It ain't about 
all these earthly things, God, but God, I want to be one that's going to be in your kingdom, God. God, I want to be one, God, that you will consider to be used by you, a vessel for you, God. I'm just saying, speak this from your heart. Can I speak it from my heart? God, I just want to be used, God. God, I want you to use me, God. Lord, my members, God, let your anointing flow through me, God. Let your anointing be for the people, God. Lord, I want the things that come out of my mouth to be honey unto to the hearers God Lord let it heal those people in all the corners of my voice God so they will be able to stand up against the enemy in this day and time y'all receive it today y'all receive it amen amen I hope you enjoyed that message by our very own Minister T. Payne of Straight Talk for Christians. To learn more about Minister T. Payne and Doc Bishop, do go to painzone.com. That's www.payenezone.com. Also stream with us 24-7 at WBGA Zone. That's www.dazone.com radio.fm again that's www.thezoneradio.fm we're going to play a song by Jessica Reedy and it's talking about God's grace and we'll be back in just a moment I can't explain how I feel The love you have for me is unreal I'm unfaithful to you all the time I'm ashamed to say that out loud I'm so sorry, Dad In the midst of me doing you wrong I hear your voice say no, daughter, wrong choice but when I want what I want in that moment I make decisions I wish that I didn't And I end up running right back to you Say that I won't go too far 
Monday through Friday, get your day started right with WBGA Design, where we believe in God always. The ministers at Word of Life Ministries are having their pastor's anniversary yard sale. They're asking everyone to come out and look around, register for a free gift giveaway, and you can even have free coffee. So go on out there and check out this event, Rain or Shine. If it start raining, the event will go on the inside. Location for this event is 1042 North Houston Road. Again, that is 1042 North Houston Road, beginning at 8 a.m. till 2 p.m. And the date for the event is April the 25th. Again, that's April the 25th, the yard sale taking place in Warner Robins, Georgia, the international city put on by the Word of Life Ministers at Word of Life Ministry. They hope to see you there.
Ministries are having their pastor's anniversary yard sale. They're asking everyone to come out and look around, register for a free gift giveaway, and you can even have free coffee. So go on out there and check out this event. 
rain or shine. If it start raining, the event will go on the inside. Location for this event is 1042 North Houston Road. Again, that is 1042 North Houston Road, beginning at 8 a.m. till 2 p.m. And the date for the event is April the 25th. Again, that's April the 25th, the yard sale taking place in Warner Robins, Georgia, the international city put on by the Word of Life Ministers at Word of Life Ministry. They hope to see you there. This song is not for you. You never cried a river or had your heart broken too. This song is not for you. If every day you wake up, the skies are blue. But this is for anyone. No matter how you pray, the pain won't let you get through. But you try and you try.
Ministries are having their pastor's anniversary yard sale. They're asking everyone to come out and look around, register for a free gift giveaway, and you can even have free coffee. So go on out there and check out this event, Rain or Shine. If it starts raining, the event will go on the inside. Location for this event is 1042 North Houston Road. Again, that is 1042 North Houston Road, beginning at 8 a.m. till 2 p.m. And the date for the event is April the 25th. Again, that's April the 25th, the yard sale taking place in Warner Robins, Georgia, the international city put on by the Word of Life Ministers at Word of Life Ministry. They hope to see you there. That's all the time I have for today's broadcast. You have been in the zone. And Dot Bishop and I will be back in the studio live next weekend. I am your girl T-Pain. And we don't end the broadcast without saying, Believe, act, and follow your destiny. And until next time, be blessed. Don't miss Morning Worship Monday through Friday. Get your day started right with WBGA DAZONE where we believe in God always. You have been listening to DAZONE Radio Ministries, a Miller, Georgia media production. Follow Minister T-Pain and Dot Bishop on Facebook at DAZONE Radio. Also, listen to WBGA DAZONE Gospel Radio Station online daily at www.dazoneradio.fm. Again, that's www.thezoneradio.fm.